Owning Juices for Life is not easy, and I always tell people one of the main things that makes running a brick-and-mortar business so difficult is finding the right employees. Well, thank goodness for ZipRecruiter. They make it so much easier. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. For example, we need people with a food handler's license. ZipRecruiter will analyze each one of the applications that comes in and spotlight the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-R-E-A-K-F-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This, this is your wake-up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning, and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother, being a Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday, beginning of the work week. Yes, it's National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. What does that mean? It's a day that I'm sure a lot of men can relate to. So today is for mending the strained relationships. That have been left in dog houses. Mm, it's mm, also mm. National Fresh Spinach Day. Well, I don't know about the spinach, but I'm out the dog house and I'm great. My crib is great. My house is wonderful. And I ain't playing with y'all with this dog house thing today. What you mean, man? This isn't just for you. God damn. It's National <laughs> oh, Dog House Day. It's a lot of guys sorry. out there who may Selfish. be in the dog house who may want to call up here later and, you know, say something nice to their significant other to get out of the dog house. And it might be some <laughs> women in the dog house too with their man. That's you never true. know. All these days. When did this start happening? I have no idea. I know it was National Ice Cream Day yesterday. That was exciting. Oh, yesterday. You know how I know that? Because my daughters, or my, especially my two-year-old, for whatever reason, kept running around the house screaming, I scream, you scream, we, we all, all scream, scream for ice, ice cream. cream. Yes. And I didn't know what was going on. But I guess it was a commercial on Nick Jr. or Disney or one of them that was letting them know it was National Ice Cream Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also no, nas- right. National Personal Chef Day, but that has nothing to do with anybody but uh, DJ Envy because he's rich. <laughs> no, I don't have a personal chef. Oh, I okay. sure don't. Okay. All right. Well, I'm out in Miami. Shout out to 103.5, the B out station out here in Miami. Shout out to Logic. I, I had to do a show yesterday, and I couldn't get back in time, so I just spent the night in Miami. Why not? It's beautiful out here. Poor I'll you. Be back, I'll be back today. Poor me. Poor you. What are you guys doing? How was y'all, uh, y'all weekends? Uh, my weekend was great. I went to go see the Purge movie. Like I kept telling y'all I wanted to go see it. You're paying people to scare you, huh? Yeah, I enjoyed it. The Purge isn't really scary. But uh, this one was particularly good. It was the first Purge, so I highly recommend if you don't watch those Purge movies to check this one, and I think you'll like it. Why is this one the first Purge when there's been other Purge movies? It talks about how it started, like how the Purge first started. It was in Staten Island, Stapleton, is how Mm. it first started, and it was basically trying to get rid of all the black people. Oh, so it was about America. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty much. Basically. Gotcha. 
And uh, that's all I did. Saturday, I didn't leave my house all day at all. Didn't step foot outside. I ordered groceries and everything. I didn't even go to the supermarket. Yeah. All right. Well, Charlamagne, I know you're excited about this. We have the cast of Love Is joining us this morning. It's a new show on OWN. Yes, I'm I'm not necessarily excited about the cast of Love Is. I'm excited about the creator of Love well, is who, who will be with the cast. Mara Brock right. Kill and she Dropping actually the bombs from Mara Brock Kill, damn it. Love is is based on her own relationship with her husband. It's a great show. I enjoy watching it. You, you know, I'm all mushy when I watch TV. Yes, if you don't know who Mara Brock Kill is, she is the architect of such shows as uh, Being Mary Jane, mm-hmm. Black Lightning, The Game, mm-hmm. and most nearest and dearest to my heart, Girlfriends. Explain okay. to the people what Girlfriends is. Hey, if you don't Shut leave up. me alone. <laughs> Okay, if, you don't, if I got to explain to you about Joan, Lynn, Tony, and Maya, then we don't need to be having no conversations. I don't, I don't, have, to, I don't have to talk to everybody, you know. Okay, everybody's not, everybody's not for me. And if you don't know about Joan, Lynn, Tony, and Maya, then you're probably just a person that I'm not going to relate to on a lot of levels. Goodness. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we got front page news coming up. E, what are we talking about? Oh, man, there's another one. Coupon Carl. Find out what happened at CVS. Why were the cops called on a black woman? That was stupid. Jesus yeah. Christ. He looked so scared, too. I think he, he was, was on shaking. Drugs. Yeah. That powder, that, that, that cocaine had him paranoid or something. Yeah, that wasn't normal. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, I'm not sure if you guys watch football. football. But France beat Croatia 4-1. to one. That's in the uh, World Cup. I, I, I didn't watch it. Oh, I thought you said you were I, watching it. You definitely just no, lied joking. a little while ago and said you watched the World Cup. Yeah, he did. I was just joking say behind that. the scenes. Really it was did. behind the scenes. I was joking. No, I didn't watch that. I don't know the difference. I, I, did the Red Bull Wings play? I don't. I don't know. I don't know the teams. I don't I know. Watch, I was joking. I didn't, I didn't watch the World Cup. And the score was either. actually four two, not four one. I actually thought the, no. I thought the French was Haiti. I thought that was the Haiti soccer team. I was like, oh, good for all the Haitians. <laughs> I thought Africa won actually because that seemed like South Africa very excited. No, I don't, I don't know. One of my homeboys who was Haitian was like, yo, big up to the Haitians, massive for winning the World Cup. I was like, oh, okay. Salute to Haiti. All right. I, I don't know. All right, what else we talking Clearly. about? <laughs> now let's talk about Coupon Carl. Yet another instance of someone calling the cops on a black person, a white person calling the cops on a black person. This was at CVS. A white Chicago CVS manager named Maury Matson called the police on a black woman because... She tried to use a coupon, and he said that the coupon looked like it was fraudulent. The situation escalated because the woman, Camilla Hudson, said that she was offended at being called a liar and a thief, and she was asked to leave, but she stayed as he then called the police on her. Is that crazy? I, listen, crazy. I, I, you, you playing audio from it? Or? Yes. Okay. It's a female. She's wearing a green... Uh, tell them I'll be here when she, they arrive, but I will be waiting uh, for them to arrive. A white you can tell them her name dress. is Camilla Hudson. I have ID and will share it. Maury, M-O-R-R-Y, Matson, M-A-T-S-O-N. African-American. Black. No, I'm not African-American. I'm black. Black isn't a bad word. You're goddamn right it's not. All right, thank you. You see, that, that, that's, mm-hmm. I, I would uh, bl- blame that on anxiety, but I know cocaine use when I see it. That's the paranoia that comes with sniffing on that white powdered mayonnaise, okay? If he was that scared because she was using a coupon, sure. imagine if she would have had EBT. Now, she <laughs> said that he didn't even try to scan the coupon or anything. He just called the police because he said it didn't look real. I wonder what is the coupon for? <laughs> that's the kind of nervous, scary energy <laughs> we, we don't want police officers to have either. That's that irrational white fear right. that gets innocent black people smoked. Well, the... But, but, it coupon. seems like people are just calling the cops for anything. Aren't you supposed to call the cops for something serious, like for coupon coupon use? The coupon like, was for, for any barbecuing? disposable incontinence product. Well, was it? 
Any disposable incontinence products? What like is, what's bladder an pads, what's that? liners, underpants. Tampons? No, incontinence. So if you can't hold it, like a little... Oh, diapers. Okay, 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 diapers. okay. Cheryl Underwood wears those. Okay. She told us that. It's before. not a diaper. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like if you, if you let a little leakage comes out, like right. a, yeah, yeah, you can't hold. You, I mean, you can hold your pee, but every now and then a little drip drop. Well, there you have happens. it. What? Yes, I've heard of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Also in Chicago, there were some protests that happened yes uh, Saturday night, and there should be some more um, happening. It's been ongoing, all because a Chicago police shot and killed a man. On Saturday, they said he appeared to be reaching for a gun in his waistband. That's according to body camera footage that they also released. The officers approached Harith Augustus, who's 37 years old. They tried to grab him, and that's when he pushed the officer's arms away. You can see the uh, cam, the camera footage. And then he rolls over the hood of a police vehicle, and they said he appeared to reach for a gun. They did release that footage just to prove what they were saying was that he was armed and that they did shoot and kill him because they felt that he was reaching for a gun. Here is Chicago Police Chief Fred Waller. Some officers, as they were working a foot post, saw a subject that they thought might have been armed from the uh, bulge in his, uh, around his waistband. After that, they approached the subject who became combative, and as he became combative, flailing away, he broke free from the officers and what they thought he appeared to be reaching for a weapon, which he did have a weapon on him, and the officers tragically shot this man. That's a sad, sad situation. But I can also mm-hmm. say that sometimes the bulge in the waistband can be your penis because sometimes when you get like a, a woody and you you got to reach down there and you got to hold it up and put it in between your the elastic and your, your sweatpants. Well, no, it was around so his waist. So it don't waist. just poke out. It was around his waist. That's what I'm it's, saying. That is around That's what he's saying. Yeah, you lift Charlemagne it up. said you put it up so yeah, it's, you, it's you, not bulging. Well, no, it up, so that really could be the bulge situation. sometimes. really tragic situation. Ironically, residents had asked for more police presence in that area where the shooting took place also. So protesters were on the street and basically... Uh, protesting police brutality. So mm. they were chanting, who do you protect? Wow. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad weekend and just need to vent to get things off your chest. Or if you just want to tell them why you're blessed, you can do that as well. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, Trav, what's going on? Hey, Trav. Hey. What's up? What's up, Charlamagne? What's up, sis? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Listen, I wanted to call uh, Yee. I want to say congratulations on that write-up from, um, from that magazine that did a little write-up on you. Oh, Forbes.com. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I saw yeah, you I saw you right under my post. I appreciate you, Trav. Oh, I can't yeah. tell who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlamagne, one, one thing to say to you, man, man, this is why you should always keep living your truth. Like, you know, always make sure you just don't, don't, don't pay attention to the negative energy that's out there that's coming against you. Everybody knows what you always talk about, what you put inside your book, what you've been talking about for years. And this is why nobody can ever come at you because you always live your truth, brother. Hey, live your truth so nobody can use it against you, man. Good, bad, and ugly, baby. But I wanted to call y'all this morning. Um, I'm going to Snoop Dogg house. If y'all want some divorce papers or something, let me know if y'all need oh, something. Oh, shut up. What happened with Snoop, Stop man? First of all, 
Black men don't false, cheat. I keep hearing all these false allegations against Snoop. I thought he has a show <laughs> out coming out called Clout Chaser. That, yeah, that's crazy. Have a good one. He just all got right, out. What are these false Chad allegations I keep hearing about Snoop Dogg? I don't know. I didn't. I don't know what y'all talking about. All I, all I see is Snoop on Lil Duval's song, Smile, Bitch. Smile, Bitch. Yeah, I saw he posted that he has life. a TV show coming next week called Clout Chaser. No, oh, okay. Mm. Hello, who's this? This is serious. Hey, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. What's so serious, sir? I'm, I'm just um, happier that I'm um, blessed to get up another day, and then my album is finally done. So it's going to be coming out soon, and I got some good tunes for you guys to hear. I'm going to tell you something. I'm happy that you're alive, sir, but uh, your name is serious, but your voice is not. Okay? Mysterious is my name. Oh, Mysterious. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I thought you said serious. Give him some bars, Mysterious. Give him some bars this morning. No, like, I'm, I'm a singer, though. Really? Right, so sing some bars. I like this. Jeans too tight. Oh, okay. I need more. I know what I'm but that's what I'm going for for right now. Wait until yeah. the rest of it is finished. Nah. Wait, can, no, wait, can we dope. hear some of this online? Nah. Let's sing some more. Can you give us some more? Well, <laughs> why must you <laughs> No. Nah. Hey, bro, soon as you soon as you hit puberty, I'll start checking for your music, okay? Oh, my God. Thank you, man. Good luck Until then, have a blessed day. You too. All right. Oh, How's voice get so deep at the end? You too. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, good morning, man. It's Brandon. What's good, man? What's up, bro? No cursing, but get it off your chest, bro. Yo, man, I'm telling you right now, man, my cousin from out of town, from Atlanta. We at the barbecue. Asked to borrow my car to go to the store to get some cigarettes. Him in the show, he's in Atlantic City right now with my car. They ain't come back yet, y'all. I'm like, I'm, I need to go. To wow. Work. I'm tight, <laughs> Where you at? Where they, le- where they left you at? And I'm, I'm in the Bronx, man. They're visiting from Atlanta, and they take my call. So, yo, we're going to go to the store and get some more hamburger buns. Never came back. And I'm like, yo, where y'all at? Yo, we, yo, we in Atlantic City about to get lit on the tables and be right back. I'm like, how do you get to the Atlantic City from the supermarket from the Bronx, man? Like, it's crazy. Well, I, I need, I got one question. What did you put the hamburger meat on since they never came home with the hamburger buns? Oh, did man. you use white bread or did you just eat the meat plain? What'd you do? The beauty of New York is a lot of public transportation, but I'm gonna tell you something. Wonder Bread on a hamburger is some is one is a is an underappreciated great tasting meal. By the way, it always sticks though. Yeah, Thank you, brother. Talking about the burgers, God. I'm gonna need my car. This is you talking about the burgers, right? You got me a little hungry this morning. I ain't had breakfast yet. You call up been talking about Wonder Bread and burgers. That got my, my stomach rumbling. I'm not even hungry. I want my car, but I don't I know you're not hungry because you had Wonder Bread and burgers. I didn't. Thank you for calling, bro. But how do you get it? Like, you, when you use Wonder Bread, doesn't the Wonder Bread always stick to the burger? That's what I like, to the though. top of your mouth. That's what I like. It's like a, a hood beef patty. It is. I yeah, like right? that. I mean, be patties right. in the hood, but you know what I mean. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? What up, man? This little Keith from Jacksonville, man. Duval! Get yeah, it off your man. chest, bro. What's Charlamagne, what's good? What's up, my brother? What's happening? What's going on, man? Chilla, chilla, man. I f with y'all, man. I listen to y'all every morning. Did you just man. curse? He did curse. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. You know, from Jacksonville, you know, we uh 
so that's how we talk. My bad, but uh, uh, I want to get it off my chest, man. Envy, man. I feel like you be playing us on them uh, requests, man. Uh-oh. I be trying to get through like Charlemagne say, man. You don't be, you already be having that stuff recorded, man. Duh. What you want to hear, bro? What you want to hear? <laughs> man, this is gonna go bad. You know, I, you know, you know, you know, I'm out the trenches, man. I like that bankroll, man. You know, I mess with, uh, you know, I mess with trouble too. I like so trouble, I like trouble, trouble hard. Yeah, man. Okay. Trouble go in. Okay, okay. So, uh, All right. I, like I got you. I'll get that new Drake on for you, bro. I got you. I got yeah, you, man. How you just going to hang up on that man like that, bro? That he said so he wanted to hear the new drink. Damn. I said I got him. You ain't even asked him what trouble You better get some I, trouble on God now. God damn. I said cold. I got He didn't say trouble. He said Drake. I said I got you. He said trouble. He definitely said trouble. He said Drake. Man, he said Y'all trouble. Be listening. That's a damn shame, listening. man. You should stop Y'all calling it the People's Choice Mix right now. Stop. Y'all don't be listening. The man said Drake. And shout to everybody in Duval. Shout to Mal Forte and, and everybody out there. Hello, who's this? This is Caribbean Cliff. Good morning, DJ MV, Charlemagne the God, and Angela Lee. Caribbean oh my what? Gosh. <laughs> Angela Yee. It's only been eight years. He'll get it right by year 10, Yee. But Caribbean what? Chest, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm blessed this morning. Um, I've been going through some some hard with the government trying to get my family here from Santo Domingo. Mm-hmm. And I am blessed this morning because we finally got our interview the 20th, which is this Friday. I'm going down to Santo Domingo Wednesday. And I just feel blessed. I want to spread the positivity. Charlemagne the God, you are the man. You've been to my island. I'm from the island of Anguilla. Hey, that's my favorite place on the planet. You hear me? I was there last week. Yeah, a week before last. And you've been to Anguilla too, right? Yes. Me too. I've been there twice this year, by the way. Wow, okay. Everybody been to Anguilla. I love Anguilla. That's home, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anguilla is a blessed place. We did a lot of suffering through Irma. But we're getting back there, and we're blessed. Yeah, I've been there twice right, this brother. year. I'll probably go there uh, around the holidays again, too. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about what producer is $23 million richer. Also, Takashi out of jail will tell you what he's got to do now. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Of course. All right. No, the words. You don't have to know the words. You know the cadence of the song. Okay. DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the breakfast. I want to know why Tyreek be lying on power. Because his parents lied to him his whole life growing up, so that's all he knows. So he's used to being. He knows not real. So he lies as well. So it's generational. Okay. She even acknowledged it on this last episode. You're right. She was dropping him off at school. She said she knows that they've been lying to him. You're right. Forget it. And that's what made him tell right. the truth. All right, well, let's get to rumors. that mother figure in his life that she was supposed to be all this time. It's not real. Bro, shut up. What's wrong with you? All right, let's, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to Kashi 6 9 It's time, time, She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, after a judge refused to grant him bail, Takashi 69 is out of Rikers Island on bail. He's been granted bail. He paid $150,000, and he also has to show up in uh, Harris County, Texas, today to pay his $5,000 bill there. So what happened is they managed to go to Texas first and get them to agree to the bail amount there and then come back here and have an emergency bail hearing meeting, and that's how he was uh, released now he is actually giving out money to the kids, and he has started a new soccer league. Check it out. Why must city do me like that? Yo, shout out to these lawyers. 
Shout out to these lawyers, man. I'm work quick as I'm so happy to be home. I can't wait to see my baby. I can't wait to see my daughter. And they even give me a chance to get off the plane. Just like, yo, come here, stupid. He's one of the few rappers that actually uh, talks how he raps. Like he, <laughs> he sounds does. the way in regular conversation as he does on his on his records. All right, so he's been giving out money to the kids, and they posted video of that as well. God bless those kids, but I wouldn't be giving away no money to those kids. I'll be saving all that money for my legal fees. I'll get back to the kids after I handle this legal business. All right, The Dream. He just sold a $23 million stake in his catalog that's huge to a music IP investment company. They have a 75% stake in his music catalog now. Among the acquisition are more than 300 songs. Some of those songs are songs like Justin Bieber's Baby, Mariah Carey's Touch My Body, Single Ladies Put a Ring on It, Rihanna's Umbrella, mm. Jay-Z's Holy Grail, Kanye's All of the Lights. Some of some of the songs included in that catalog are those. He so said, he gave up some of his masters, basically. Uh, he gave yes. up yeah, his some royalties of, and some of those things. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's worth it. Uh, I wonder if you would have made more. Million that's what I'm saying. I wonder if you would have made more money, like in, in the long run, than taking that now. I wonder. I don't know. Well, it depends what he's doing with that 23 million. He could be investing you know, what that he's invested that 23 that could end up million. Yeah, him a lot more money. Mm, absolutely. So if you take that money and invest it and make way more than you could have made, it just depends. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the first acquisition for that company, and uh, they said that it had to be a really uh, high standard with their first one, and that is a pretty damn high standard. So oh, we're dropping the clues bomb for that R&BDI singer dream. All right, that man is a hustler. It was Beyonce's former manager who set up the investment company, so that's the person that he's dealing with. Mm. All right, Scarlett Johansson has backed out of a movie after some serious backlash. Now, she was supposed to be in a film called Rub and Tug, and, what? Yeah, it was called Rub and Tug. It's based on the story of Dante Tex Gill, who was born a woman but identified as a man and ran a prostitution ring out of his massage parlor in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, I thought, I thought Rub and Tug was masturbation, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Well, someone else rubbing and tugging you in this yeah. situation. Right, so it's a massage parlor. So uh, at first, she was against backing out of the film because a lot of people were protesting the fact that they should let a transgender person play that role. But she said, our cultural understanding of transgender people continues to advance, and I've learned a lot from the community since making my first statement about my casting and realizing it was insensitive. She goes on in her statement to say, according to GLAD, LGBTQ characters dropped 40% in 2017 from the previous year with no representation of trans characters in any major studio release. While I would have loved the opportunity to bring Dante's story and transition to life, I understand why many feel he should be portrayed by a transgender person. Uh, duh. First of all, if you were a studio, why would you want anything other than a transgender actor? That's just like if you're getting a, if you got a, a role for a black person or based off a black character, a real life black person, you get a black person to play the role. That's just common sense, right? Right. Well, she has backed out. Now, Kevin Spacey has a movie coming out. And they're not doing any advertising, as you can imagine, for this movie. It's uh, him playing a con artist in Billionaire Boys Club. He's facing several sexual assault allegations. Three of them just surfaced recently from London, and he's under investigation. So it seems like the studio is cutting their losses. The movie's being dumped. They're going to premiere it on video on demand tomorrow, and it's going to be in theaters August 17th. But they're not using him for anything because you can't send Kevin Spacey out right now to do any type of press. So why put it out at all? Why not just... Well, the reason why they are putting it out is because, A, they want to make back some of the movie that they spent doing... Uh, money, the, money. Some of the some money of the they money. made doing this movie. Also, all the people that worked on it, they said, we believe in giving the cast as well as hundreds of crew members who worked hard on the film the chance to see their final product to reach audiences. I'm going to be honest so, with you. I forgot who Kevin Spacey was. That's the you guy from House lying. of Cards, right? He was House of Cards, yes. right? Okay. Yes, yes. Gotcha. and from, he was Kaiser Soze. 
as he well. knows who he and is. Usual suspects. I, God, I had to think about it just now. The guy from House of Cards. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we have the cast of Love Is Not Michelle just the cast Weaver of Love and Will Catley. I'm about to get to it. Go get ahead, to go, it. Go ahead. And the creator yeah, of Love Is, a person that I uh, am looking very forward to talking to, oh, Mara Brock Akil will be here. If you don't know who Mara Brock Akil is, she's uh, made such great shows like Being Mary Jane, um, what am I, uh, Black Lightning, The Game, and of course, something that is near and dear to my heart, Girlfriends. Okay? Explain to the people what girlfriends are. Stop, stop playing with me, bro. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right? I'm not about to explain to nobody about Joan, Lynn, Tony, and Maya. If you know, you know. If you don't, you need to learn, damn it. My goodness. All right. We'll kick it with them when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes. Now, Charlemagne's in love right now. Listen, this woman is He's a legend so happy. to me. This woman is a legend to His me. His nipples are hard. Come on, Charlemagne. Oh, What's wrong with you? Oh, Evie, not right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a writer's room up in here. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about sex. You know, that gets you in trouble in Hollywood. Yes, so it does. Careful. And in radio. Yeah. <laughs> I just think she deserves a lot of respect from the culture that she receives. Uh, Marah Brock Akil is here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. She is the people that don't know, Charlamagne. I'll let her tell it. Well, I am Mara Brock-Akeel. I'm a storyteller mm-hmm. that has um, that created a lot of TV shows. Um, starting, I do have to give a shout-out to my career on Moesha because that's where I got my start. But I also, um, oh, really, on South Central. I started on South Central. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I created the shows Girlfriends, The Game, hey. Mary Jane. Hey. <laughs> wrote Sparkle with my husband. Um, wow. uh, well, I wrote it. He directed it. We produced it together. And uh, and now I have uh, being Mary Jane. I have being Mary Jane, and then uh, now I have Love Is. Love Is. And Black, Black Lightning. Lightning. Black Lightning. Yes. We're learning a lot more about you from watching Love Is. Yeah, been a little. I'm oversharer. It's <laughs> <laughs> talking real life relationship for you and your husband, right? Yes, it's inspired by. I want to say inspired by, but I am using some very tent pole moments that actually happened. Mm-hmm. But as I'm a, again a storyteller, I have to, you know, as, as fabulous as I think that we are, you, we can be boring. And so if you don't sort of manipulate the facts to create mm-hmm. great stories. So um, so some of those facts are being manipulated to tell the truth about who I believe we are mm-hmm. and how we made it um, and, and trying to answer that question, um, which was asked of us, like, how would you do everything? That's what... So love is, is basically my sort of honest answer to that sincere question about how we do it all. So anyway, um, where was I? I'm lost. No, <laughs> you, 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 you're just explaining the show that is about yeah, y'all, but yeah. inspired by y'all. Yeah. Now, before we get to love this, there you go. Introduce the other two. Well, before we get to love this, let, let's introduce Michelle Weaver. Hello. Yes. Hi. And Will Catlett. Did I say your name right? Yeah, you did, brother. Now, Charlamagne, get your get your rocks off. I know you got a couple of questions, girlfriend I, questions. Go ahead. I'll do oh, that later. Let's talk about love is first. Yes. Okay. Charlamagne is dying for you to come, like <laughs> waiting, like I, twiddling we'll his thumbs. We'll get to that later. Waiting, calling. Tell me that you need to come up here. I'm so excited to see Charlamagne too because you know. You are in there grinding, trying to tell our stories, trying to do it for the culture, and sometimes you don't know what if you don't know. people appreciate you. Yes, yeah. and so, but you have made it clear, and I'm very... <laughs> and I am He's very, a girlfriend. He is a girlfriend. I mean, and I was very, <laughs> very, because, very and, 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 But I didn't know until you made it clear, and I just really want to thank you, because you, I actually find those to be an act of bravery, bringing back to love is a little bit, to, to say how you feel. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. actually an act of bravery and I and, and generosity and I really appreciate it because sometimes you don't know. And how just that what you what you have done for me and my spirit and you know, some days you just grind in and you get ding 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 
all this love, and I just thank you. So. Thank you. Thank you. It, it, that's interesting you say that, though, because uh, nowadays, if you express what you feel, people use that against you. Yes. Like, I'm just talking about my life mm-hmm. and the things I've experienced. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I was, is it difficult to put that in a TV show? I think initially when the thought to do it, it was, but then um, I'm an artist, and so I like a challenge. And so then and I also have to create a separation between me and Salim and create these characters, Nuri and Yasir. They mm-hmm. have to have a life of their own. And once I get my hand on the clay, I love what I do. And I sort of, I, I, sorry, I just keep them separate. And so I just use the facts of my life um, as inspiration. I don't, I sort of use that detachment. Um, there are moments, because we do hit some some more as a, as the series progresses in our first season of exploring courtship. We hit some very real moments, and so I had to take a pause and... Um, cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously. Yeah. No, you'll see. I had to cry. Salim, do you want to do this? Because it, if he's sharing as well. And he let, yeah, let's do this for the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, because we know we're not the only ones doing this, so let's do it to have a conversation. Anyway, so there are those moments. But the fun stuff I'm enjoying putting out there, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like... It's a, I invited people to my house. You tell the funny stories about your relationship, how you met these funny, you know, those things are fun to add. How did y'all stay together? You know, I've been married 17 years. Charlamagne's been married. You've been 17, congrats. 17 years. You're almost 20. So, uh, I've known my wife 20 years. We've only been yeah, married yeah, for. Been married. <laughs> oh, we've been together for 21 years, married um, 19. So it's like, okay. oh, we all. I was, was all That's not even a comparison. Nineteen and four. Well, I disagree. Yeah. I think you've been with her for twenty years. That's yeah, a commitment. Yeah, you know, indeed. marriage is this construct of society, but the the heart committed twenty years ago. Absolutely. How did y'all stay together? Because most people it seems like they, these days divorce is so easy. Probably the same way that you did. It's a daily commitment. It's hard. It's yeah, and yeah, and you, but you decide to stay. Absolutely. Even when it's hard, you decide to stay. Um, and I think. One of the things Salim says, and I think is very true, we don't take ownership of each other. And when you do that, mm. when you don't do that, I guess, then you appreciate and respect that person on a daily basis. So you show up every day to make sure, well, you guys get a little to the point. Salim always says, well, wherever Mara goes, he says it differently, but her, he her, her, her private parts go with her. So my point is, <laughs> <laughs> so, she can do whatever she wants to do. So if I want her to stay, then I need to show up in a way that makes her stay, uh, uh, me still wanting to be with him. Mm-hmm. It's me still desiring him. And so you got to show up for that. So he shows up and I do the same thing. I mean, even from a practical place, after I had the babies, we did P90X together. We was in there working it wow. out. I'm trying to, I'm starting to say hot. Like, I, I mean, sometimes I don't want to work out, but sometimes I work out so I can stay attractive to my husband, who I right. know is out in the world and everybody wants him. So <laughs> I, I no, I do. He's powerful. He's sexy. He's talented. Who wouldn't? And he thinks I'm always blowing him up. But I, I believe that. So I show up. I tell him I love him every mm-hmm. morning. I get morning beautiful. He get I, morning handsome. You know, that we we take those. But y'all got something deeper than just physical attraction to each but other. No, but I. It, Oh, you know, I am talking beyond that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm using that as an example. It is a daily commitment. Right. It is literally like I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. He's also more than my husband. I feel like even husband is very limiting to our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, he's my best friend. He's my business partner. So there's a lot of touch points for us to draw from to stay together. Mm-hmm. You know, when other areas are a little you know, they need some work or they're challenged. We have this other place we can go to. But he's literally my best friend. Have and you ever threatened him? Like, look, I may divorce you, but I still be your business partner. <laughs> I may fire you, but I still be your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, we, we create boundaries. We create boundaries. Like, um, even for each project, we decide going forward 
who gets the last say mm -hmm. so that we don't carry that argument into the other aspect of our um, relationship. I think you know when your relationship is a little rocky. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know it. And so there's been times when families have to step in. So it's also important who you surround your relationship right. around because who you who's your sounding board to pull you guys back together. Our parents have mediated for us. Um, wow. Um, for us. And I, I, I remember that. Uh, it, it's, it gets rough. Did gets your mom really used to have keys to your house and just come whenever she felt like it? No, that's more of a, that's me, that was a metaphorical okay. uh, um, truth that my mother has access to me all the time. Mm -hmm. My parents so, got keys to my crib. They come anytime. I don't, mine like, don't. No, nah, no, nah, they come anytime, <laughs> they, anytime they want. They want. So we have more of the cast of Love Is in the building when we come back. Will Catlett, Michelle Weaver, and Mara Brocka kill, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have the cast of Love Is in the building, Michelle Weaver and Will Catlett, and then also show creator Mara Brocka-Kill. Now, she also created Girlfriends, which Charlamagne is in love with. Now, Mara, what made you pick Michelle and Will to star in the show? Talent. You know, at the end, I'm really, I'm really proud of with our, um, Salim and I are not afraid of launching new talent if they're the right person for the job. You know what I'm saying? If they're the right fit for the character. And we go, we trust the process. Um, Kim Coleman is our casting director. We told her what we were looking for. And we needed, we needed some actors who are trained, ready to go. And if you look at their resume, mm -hmm. you could dismiss it. Just kind of like, I guess, the way I'm sort of trying to show Nuri and Yasir. You can overlook a brother because he doesn't have the trappings to be, you know, what you think you want in a man. Mm -hmm. Just like with talent, you can overlook if you don't have a, a skilled, trained eye to know who is prepared and ready. These two have been working on their craft, spiritually and literally. Um, you can tell it when they showed up in the room, their confidence level. They walked in the room confidently. You need to have that. Um, they walked into the um, room owning and knowing that role, knowing that character. So when I gave them direction, they could pivot. And that's important. Can you take direction? Because we got to, because I'm going to throw a bunch at you. But with Michelle, uh, her light, I believe Mara, which is connected to Nuri, which is connected to Michelle, we all have this sort of light in us. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I um, am happy that I have. And I needed to find that essence, which is the truest part of me in, in Michelle. And she came in with that light. Will has a depth and a soul. He has a soul. That's Celine. Celine walks into a room. It all comes down to a, to a peaceful place, to a deep place. And, and that, that combination of the two of us, I think, make us great. But as individuals, that's what they each had. And, but these, these two actors are... Yeah, yeah, Sears are very smooth. Yeah, well, but he does yeah, have, yeah, have that Bay Area swag. You know, Bay Area, they, them brothers are deep. How did you? How did you? How much did you have to shadow the kills to pull this off, Michelle and Will? Um, well, you know, it's so funny because like I purposely um, didn't really research Mara in the audition process. I was mm -hmm. like, look, I get this girl. I read this script. I was like, ooh, I know this girl. I'm here. Look, and I think that was what was good because I wasn't trying to in, like imitate a human. Mm. I went in there free and just truthful and so and then after meeting Mara she gave me this direct and I was like oh it was like she gave me the full view and then from there I knew okay this is where I'm gonna go so um it was great you know I was I feel like I was just kind of spoiled because yeah I was playing her but she was also the creator the visionary <laughs> and the writer and wow. the director so like I knew she was gonna take me where she wanted me to go what about you Will? For me, um, I just remember being on the set of Black Lightning when Celine gave me a hug. 
And this is when I was getting ready to go and partner with Mara to go into the writer's room. And I couldn't understand what it was, but then when I got the part, he gave me permission to play him. So when I would catch him in Whole Foods or when see him on set, if I can just get a little bit of his DNA, then I knew that's all I needed. Mm-hmm. You know, because by him being between two shows, I didn't have the opportunity to spend as much time. But then I can look at Mara or one time Salim on, on the set of Black Lightning. When Mara came, he looked at her. And I promise you, the way this man looked at her was like he seen her for the first time, but he didn't want her to go. Wow. And so I was like, God, okay. <laughs> yeah. When the last time I looked at yeah. my wife? Like, right, right, right. right. Yeah. You guys have a like, lot of work to do. Yeah. I look at you like I, I don't want you to go. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a good start. That's yeah. a good start. You look like you lost your contact. But it was subtle, you know, and I was like, okay, if I can get that, I'm good. I don't need to know nothing else. Now, what was the hardest thing to talk about or the hardest thing to write about or to do? What episode was the most difficult? Was it about you tell us? I actually think the the one I worried about and prayed about the most was when Nuri, and it's coming up in episode eight, where Nuri um, goes back home, insists to go up to the Bay Area to meet Yasir's family. Because I do want to talk about something... (laughs) The ghetto pedigree story, the ghetto story. It, there's a truth there, but it's been exploited. In my art, I'm trying to get to the humanity of us, the beauty of us. I see we're we're a beautiful people, but there are some truths that we got to deal with. We got it's okay to talk about. And I wanted to talk about, you know, he's an absentee father technically, mm-hmm. but what does that look like? There's it's more you can say that and then check out and and judge that, but there's a lot of love there. You know, he's there's there's the whole idea about. You know, having a a baby mama. You know what I'm saying? That all of those those terms that have just we that have have dehumanized us in a lot of ways. I wanted to put that. I want to show what love looks like in a very honest way. Right. And um and it's representative of not direct not directly because it's it's again our family is not the only one going through this. Most of America and more specifically Black America. This is what we're still unpacking from what. Our history is in this country. We're Absolutely. still we're still unpacking a lot of pain, and as a storyteller, I want to get it right, especially because it's our story. It's especially because I honor and love this man and and mm-hmm. and his family. And so, and again, there it's inspired by. It's not everything is not direct, but I wanted to get it right for us personally, and I wanted to get it us for us personally, meaning us black people. Mm-hmm. Men have to be willing to be vulnerable in those situations, though, because it's like. It's the layers to guys not being in their children's yes. lives. Like, mm-hmm. they want to be. Yes. But it could be the baby mother doesn't want them to be around or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, oh, I'm just a deadbeat dad. I don't want right. to be there. No, exactly. We know that. We mm-hmm. know that. But it, and from story, what's been depicted in our for our narrative is not done well enough. So we were talking about vulnerability, and that's something that I've been, like, discussing in therapy, just men being vulnerable. So it's like, you know, as men, and then Will, I'm sure you know, it's like, as men, like, we have, we lie, and we lie in the hood, because you have to survive, mm-hmm. so you have to betray to be this tough gangster, or whatever, and sometimes you just want to cry. Right. You know That's what I'm real. saying? That's real. Be vulnerable. So it, for you playing a powerful guy, you know, like Mr. Akil, did you tap into vulnerability? Did he let you see any of that? Well... Like I said, you got to, Celine, when you're around him, you got to catch him when you catch him. <laughs> you know, like he don't give you nothing. So you got to, people want more conversation from him, and he'll just be like, 
All right, man. Good. Have a good day. I, I, like, I'm not gonna lie; those kind of people throw me off. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, I know it will. It really will. Yeah. But he'll say stuff like, "I think there was a panel for Black Lightning that I went to," and he was like, "I'm a very sensitive guy." <laughs> Boom. That was a nugget for me. Okay, I can go there then. Mm-hmm. Or I just, you know, or I see the way one, the way he look at Mara, the way he's, you know, in his work, the way he directs me. I said, okay, he is very, very sensitive. You might not see it. He's a very sensitive man. I'm also very sensitive. You grow up and they tell you, don't cry. Men don't cry. Be exactly. tough. You know, so I mean, my black study teacher said, if you if a woman meets a man that hasn't cried in 12 years, she has met a ticking time bomb. Mm. You know, because God has given you this to express yourself. That's you real. Know? And when we, as men, and we can, you know, I've had buddies that check me and just like, you know, you go home, it's like, dang, I'm glad you said something to me. And you had that moment with yourself, and you cry about it, and you keep on moving. I feel like it's okay now, because I, I do feel now, like... It's, it's still, it's still I feel like men are a lot more sensitive than women. I think we can be. From my own experiences. Yeah. 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 Really yeah. It's not because of light skin, Charlamagne. I cried was last Friday. It was my 40th born day, and I was drunk <laughs> as hell in Anguilla, and I was watching this video that all my family and friends did. And I, Oh, Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah. Warm tears going down my arm, <laughs> trying not to let nobody see me. <laughs> see, I'll but, cry watching TV. Feel? Felt great. I've seen, I've seen Envy cry. You have? Yeah. What? We were on the plane together, and um, he was watching Creed. And I looked it was a part in Creed that just had me. <laughs> 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 I'm on the plane. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. And, and I look over, and she's like, what moment in Creed did you cry? I'm trying to keep asking him that. He won't ever answer. I don't remember what moment. I, I, I think he was upset because he was a little out of shape, and then Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> 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 oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't remember what it was. It made me tear up a little bit. I don't know if he if he if he was successful. He won the boxing. I don't know. what It was like yeah, and it was. It right, hit you. It hit you. I cried, but I cried, though. Yeah. But you know, your seer, and that's one of the things we wanted to show the mm-hmm. vulnerability of your seer. And mm-hmm. I mean, in the pilot, in the premiere episode, yeah, with your mom, calling the phone with your mom. Which is a beautiful relationship, um, which is a special relationship, period. And, mm-hmm. so, and one certainly um, specifically unique to us. I mean, mm-hmm. the details about that relationship, I think, is beautiful. And, 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 and then for him to find Nuri gives him another safe place. To be, mm-hmm. and I think that's what love is about too, is creating space for the individual. All right, we have more with Mara Brock, Akil, Michelle Weaver, and Will Catlin. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have the cast of Love Is in the building, Michelle Weaver and Will Catlin, and then also show creator Mara Brock, Akil. Now, Charlamagne hasn't let go of girlfriend. Oh, guy segue. That was, that was classy. Now, now Charlemagne <laughs> has been, he, he wants a, a closing, he wants an ending. First of all, I've hit Mr. Kill offline about this. Yes, That's how I serious know. I am. I know, I know. <laughs> okay. I just want to know why can't a girlfriend's movie be made or a closure season, something? You know, let's talk real on this. Okay. Real, real, real. We're talking about still value mm-hmm. in this industry and in this country and in this world. We're at a time in, in even our industry where the industry is reaching back to do remakes. You know what I'm saying? To put things on the air from that era that mm-hmm. Girlfriends was in. The fans have been consistently vocal about a movie, an ending, anything. They're just asking. We just, need closure. We need closure. Been, but that's been for 10 years. Consistent. So you really have to ask, it's not up to me. But what it's time to really talk about is this industry that we feed into and, and make 
billions of dollars for. It's time for them to meet us at our value. Our audience wants it, not just domestically. It's a global franchise. Mm -hmm. Girlfriends is a hit all over the world and generationally now. 100%. And so there's just money on the table. So the question I have for the industry is why won't you take it? So really, I I don't know that answer. Well, I kind of do, that there's still a lack of value for an audience that has been screaming primarily black women and Charlemagne. But but it goes to show you how much we're not hurt. There was a time and my grandmother told me you you set your bar of value. Mm -hmm. So there was a time in which I think I was kind of begging or hoping and praying to give that closure very early on after it was it's very emotional to write these stories and let them go and I've had a lot of heartbreak in my career but I would have done it for two million I would have done it for five million I would have done whatever it took because in our culture we take we take a make a dollar out of 15 cents mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's time to teach our our, our, our our children no I need a dollar mm-hmm. to go make this and so what I'm saying to now I need I need some money and let's go do this the way that the industry does it I need about 40, 50, 60. I don't know. I haven't written the script yet, but it's somewhere around there. The idea that I have for closure, it's a great story to end um, their story of friendship, their story of love, mm-hmm. to answer the question, can Joan have it all? Yes, with, can, you know, with some, you know, with some uh, asterisks next to it. It's time to do that, but I need some money. Perhaps I'm also accepting that even in this moment, maybe me having voice or having a platform to even talk about it, Maybe someone will hear it and right. write that check. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's come to a place where, you know what? I can actually direct the ending to a story right. that I would mm. love to do. I wouldn't have done that five years ago. Mm. Someone else would have directed that story. Right. Is there a closure season written? Like a, a closure movie no, written? No, there is a, a very in-depth outline <laughs> about what the movie, um, the movie, I see it as a movie and done. There's doesn't, I don't think it's, I don't see it as a TV series. I think, you know... I think a movie and done would be great. A, a movie and done would be awesome. And Believe her alone, Can you give us a couple ideas? Like, <laughs> you know, the, well, I will tell you, I think I... I um, did Lynn become a superstar? Did, you know, Joan get married? Did Joan and Tony reconcile? And, I will tell everybody that when the movie comes out. Leave her alone! you come up but with you that know 40, But that's also my value as a, as a storyteller. You want to know my story, and and meaning that I mean mm-hmm. the collective you, mm-hmm. and I don't, I can't give that away until I can give it away at the place in which it deserves the right context. I got two more girlfriend's questions. That's it. I promise. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. I always wondered why Kelsey Grammer decided to EP a show full of black women, especially with his views. You know, so that interesting. We've seen now. Okay, here's real talk. Okay, so at the time that I wrote Girlfriends, um, the Parkers was on UPN. So mm-hmm. Moesha and then my mentors they spun off. The Parkers as well. I was approached. I was. I was approached. I was on the Jamie Foxx show at that time. And it's funny when you leave a situation, people want you more. So I had left Moesha to go work on the Jamie Foxx show, and they're like, "What's Mara doing?" I was just there last year, <laughs> anyway. But now, what's Mara doing? But they have a hit at the Parkers. So I was brought in to say, "Hey, we want to build on this audience um, that we have found. Black women. Could we have a companion piece?" So I'm literally sitting on the couch at UPN. And they're like, you're asking me to tell you whatever I want? And so Sex and the City was on at the time. And part of my, I love the show, but part of my criticism of that show is, 
we were just invisible again. Black no women. black women yeah. at all. No, we were just no, we did not and exist. on the streets of New York, we don't even be an extra. And I wanted to sit at the table to get into this conversation mm -hmm. about what women really are, to unpack lies, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, so I pitched them basically my version of, well, I pitched them girlfriends. Nothing wrong with that. White people have been doing it to us for years. Yeah, so I pitched the black sex in the city. And then, I, and, but there was, a, yeah, that was in my head. Like I want to, I want to get in this conversation because they're leaving a lot on the table. Right. So then, I'm pitching this, and they want it. But here's the rub. I sold. I went. I, I was like, Swing. I sold straight to the network. It was like being a breach baby because then I didn't have like a. <laughs> I didn't have. I didn't have a studio. Mm -hmm. And then you goes. I was like, but I sold a show, of course. And I had. I uh, girlfriends almost didn't exist because no studio wanted to touch this show because they thought UPN was not going to make it. And so nobody, I was like, are you kidding me? I sell a show directly to the network and then now I can't really get it on because nobody wants to fund it. And so because of the vertical integration that was happening in corporate America back then, Viacom, it was still, still under the same uh, um Umbrella. umbrella. Paramount was the only studio that would possibly be the deficit financer for it. But it's late now in the development season, so most of the money has been spent except Kelsey Grammer. So Kelsey Grammer had a shingle, as a, you know, meaning a, uh, a production company, but he hadn't sold anything in that development season. But meanwhile, he is literally, that one show, Frasier, is holding up is just an ATM machine for the, you know, for the company. And so he is like the 800-pound gorilla. So when I meet his people, I brought him something that's already sold. You brought him a hit. Mm -hmm. uh, already, he never developed it. They didn't develop it with me. He's just a smart man. to be like, It's already sold? Yeah, I'll put my name on it. Right. Wow. And so he put his name on it. And the thing I will thank Kelsey about, he stayed out of the way. Because I don't know whether he valued it or not. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But whatever his reasons for why he wasn't around that much, but it was strategic and good for me at that time. And I'm thankful for that, that at that time, Kelsey Grammer was the sh** in TV. And that helped people go, huh? Kelsey Grammer? Yeah. It just, it just it got was good your for you attention. And, it was good yeah. for him and he too. stayed out the way, right? And he stayed out of the way so I can just do my thing. Right. We were like, wow, Kelsey Grammer is this progressive that he mm -hmm. saw. Well, he's not. That's what yeah. makes, now it all makes sense. <laughs> now I like, am supporting yeah. Trump and stuff. And I'm like, why would he No, ever? he's making that money. So Did I, you ever really know him like go to eat with him or anything. Yeah, we've had, when it was time to make more money, mm -hmm. um, when we did talked about the spin off the game, you know, he's technically built, he's just grandfathered in because we spun it out of girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's humbling sometimes, but I've also, and this is why I'm married to Selena Kill. He was like, and every time you get a little some way about it, then you remember that he's a blessing. You thank him every single... It's a part of your journey. True, true, it's a part true, of your true, journey. True. You stop being distracted about what it could have, should have, and you right. say thank you. You keep it moving. And mm. I was like, you know what, baby? Thank you. Damn. Thank you. And so I say thank you, Kelsey. We've had a really wonderful run, and maybe, hey, Kelsey, you listening? Right, 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 Seriously. Could you live right. without a girlfriend's movie being made? Now I can. I'm now, my spiritual path is I'm really trusting in what God has planned for me. Sometimes we can't see it. We cannot see what's in store for us. But right. I know my best interest is, is um, taken care of. So, yes, is the short answer. Do I still ask God to, um, if, you want, if you want to do it, I just want to do it at this level. So, when me talking about the $50 million of the value, I'm speaking to, I'm not begging anymore. I'm at the value of what I believe it will be. I would love to give closure to that. 
because they really helped me get here today. And I think that would just be nice to give back. Well, they got to go, guys. Oh. Okay, all right. They got to go. That's, I got like 20 more questions, but it's all good. We'll, we'll do this another time. <laughs> love, <laughs> is, love is Tuesday nights on own. We're staying up late every Tuesday to make sure we watch. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we late appreciate you guys. Yes, to watch we do. Love is. And thank you, Will Catlip, Michelle Weaver, and Marta Block. Well, it's the Breakfast Club. Thank you for joining us, guys. Hey. Thank you. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got to congratulate the Godfather. Yes. Elvis. Elvis yes. Congratulations to Elvis. Congratulations yes. to Elvis Duran. He, and he got his... engaged over the weekend. Alex Carr, they are engaged. They've been together for almost eight years. So congratulations to them. Alex Carr actually proposed to Elvis Duran by opening an umbrella inside on the Friday the 13th, and the message said, Elvis, will you marry me on it? Drop one of clues bombs for Alex making an honest man out of Elvis. They've been together eight years. I remember exactly when they met. I remember being on a roof with Elvis getting drunk, and Elvis telling us about this young boy that he had just... uh. It was one of the hottest How's, days of the year we were on the, the rooftop. Word? What's the proper word? I don't know what the proper word is. All I can tell you is Elvis Duran told us, hey, you know how it is. You wake up in the morning and there's blood on the pillow. You know what they said. It's, no good. it's not a good time. There wasn't no blood on the pillow. Eight years later, they're engaged. Well, congratulations God to is them. good. My goodness. All right. Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Azalea Banks. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. gossip. With Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, apparently Azalea Banks had an awful experience doing Wildin' Out. She posted, I did Wildin' Out today. There were tons of pre-planned colorist jokes. And, of course, Cry Baby cried. Some little scrawny black Atlanta twink was prepared for me. They planned this, hit me on short notice, told me I didn't have to participate in the coon-ass freestyle battles. Not my style. And I was to sing my song and go home. I show up and some guy who's darker than me starts calling me ugly and being colorist. Then all of a sudden a choir of the most disgustingly basic local cattle car urban pseudo comedic fat because you sit in a chair all day greasy soul food induced south of the Mason Dixon self-hatred ass backwards post Jim Crow post-traumatic slave disorder true self-esteemless ward of the state clowns with their low skill and highly unimpressive resumes start going <laughs> off about how the beautiful Azalea Banks looks. She said, I've never felt so much hate and rage for anyone else than I did in that moment. Oh, here's the thing. Needless to say, it wasn't a good experience for her, but it is supposed to be y'all... Jokes. Going in on each other. Jokes and fun. Exactly. Well, I I think she was saying that she didn't... She wasn't there for that. She was there to perform, but they put her in the wild style. But here's the thing. Azalea is definitely uh, never going to get sympathy from anyone when it comes to getting slandered, clown, joked on, whatever. Because you're slandering everyone. Yeah, AB over the years has dished it a lot, so nobody's going to feel sorry for her Mm. when somebody gives it back to her. Now, Nick Cannon uh, reacted on Instagram. He said, don't you hate when you create your own storms but forget your umbrella? We are praying for you, Queen Speedy Recovery Healing. She wilding out for real karma. And that's when Azalea responded. If I were to make fun of Nick Cannon for having lupus and being weak and sickly, if I made a joke that said he'd be dead by the end of the year, then Azalea Banks is the bad guy, right? And then she said, pray for Nick Cannon's immune system. All right, here's some more of what Azalea Mm -hmm. Banks had to say. I'm sorry. It's 2018. Like, you know, the ugly black girl jokes, it's like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's inappropriate. I'm sorry. You're not going to bring me out of my element to bring me to dusty ass Atlanta to sit in front of some coon ass for them to sit here and call me ugly while they got this flatty patty queen Herbie reject looking bitch on stage talking about Wakanda reject. 
Wow, she really Damn. went crazy. Now, he also, she also said, you N-words will be changing Nick Cannon's colostomy bag in between takes while you struggle to pay $650 rent in Atlanta and take plates of catering food home to eat in the morning. See, that's funny. She should have said <laughs> she that on Wild and Out. She goes that's, in That's there. what I'm saying. That would have been perfect for Wild and that, Out. That, that, that's the energy you should have had on Wild she and Out. She should have did that. That's all I'm saying. Damn. See? Huh, here's some more of Azalea Banks talking about her Wild and Out experience. You would never be able to bring Megan Trainer on this show and call her fat. Why? Because there would be some other white to cut your check off. You could have went for flop. You could have been this. Oh, you had too much weave. Oh, you did this. Oh, you never had a hit. Oh, ah, 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 ah. But like, you're really just like, really just calling me ugly the whole time. And you got these mediocre, nice skin bitches. Like, you're making them feel good about themselves. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to stay in my little corner of the industry. I'm going to keep working with my white men, keep dating my white men. I, every time I give y'all a chance, y'all just, y'all y'all do me dirty. Well, you just, you can't pick and choose which slander you receive. If, 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 if a person wants to slander you about your looks, they, they have the right to do that. Just like Azalea has the right to slander whoever she wants and has for years. And continues to do that's, now. That's fine. One of the comedians there posted Azalea Banks came on that show, got called ugly, tried to joke back, didn't work, cried, then performed a weak-ass Forever 21 shopping song. What Nothing comedian more. said that from while ago? Iman Hudson. Oh, that's my man, Emmanuel Hudson. He said, literally, there were two jokes made about her, and they weren't even bad. It was a Cardi B reference, and she was called ugly. That's it. She tried to joke back. It didn't work. The producers stopped the game because they knew she was headed for the deep fry. She left after the first game, came back, and didn't say a single word to her, to her performance. So she said she, they said she wasn't ambushed or tricked. She was just bitter and a weak special guest. Mm. Wow. Now, somebody who was good on Wild and Out is Safari. Now, Safari, Safari last got week, cooked on while and out. Drop he got clues, cooked on Drop on the clues bombs for Chico but was the, Safari is always okay. still a good sport, right? Even though they yes. were throwing things at him at Dykeman and all of that last week after he was performing and they weren't really feeling him and he got booed, he now has some bars. Here's a freestyle about Dykeman. At Dykeman, so I got booed. First off, I was not rude. Did a verse and did a hook, and the chicken started throwing raw food. That part they see though. Forget you like CeeLo. Had the whole hood go against me like my name's Debo. I'm either doing this or piss poor. Y'all can't even tell me what y'all really pissed for. How you mad at a nigga that's out here trying to get more? Drop on the clues bomb for Safari, man. I spoke to him too. I talked. To I him spoke too. to him over the weekend. Let me tell you something, he was, man. He was kind of. He was. He was. He said he went out there and performed, and it was one little group of dudes that were booing. That and he said he tried to ignore them. And yeah, that, and then he started throwing raw food at him. What is raw? Food? And then he said, I don't know, fruits raw raw food. Uh, yes, fruits and veggies. <laughs> All right. Well, here's some more of Safari. Saw Ross on the red carpet, tell me that it's all good. I ain't tripping off that old issue. I'ma get money how I think it should. Saw a tip and we shook hands. It was never no beef, man. Internet be running wild with this shit. They don't even understand. I'm glad we cleared up what raw food is, because I'm sitting there thinking of a bunch of people at Dykeman throwing steaks at them and chicken, raw chicken. <laughs> I'm like, wow, are they wasting food like that at Dykeman? No. Uncooked fruits and vegetables. I met Safari's mom at the airport the other day, a couple, nice. couple weeks ago. Very nice lady. Okay. Yes. She raised the bye man. She did raise a body mind. Yes. I keep All telling right. you. I'm going to tell you something. I'm telling you. I respect Safari's ambition. He will not stop. I'm telling you, no matter what, he's throwing at him raw food, you know, getting jumped in the street. He will keep not going. stop. He is going no to get him a hit record. I'm telling you. It's only All right. A I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? We need a coupon car, a.k.a. Martin huh. Matson, to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. 
Okay. We'll yeah. get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Uh, yes, yeah, the breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, uh, donkey of the day for Monday, July 16th, goes to a CVS employee named Mari Matson, known in apps on smartphones as Coupon Car. Now, quick backstory on Mari Matson. He is running for Chicago City Council and was a state Mm-mm-mm. delegate for Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. The only reason I'm telling you this is because these are the type of people who be in positions of power in your communities, and you don't even know it. Now, a black woman named Camilla Hudson was minding her damn business, and she was in a CVS uh, with a coupon to get some free disposable, how you pronounce that? Incontinence. Incontinence products. Now, I have never heard of incontinence products until this morning, but incontinence products are bladder control pads, shields, panty liners, you know. People who sneeze hard or laugh hard, they may have a little leakage. Okay, that's Camilla's business, and she was just trying to handle her business until Maury blew up her spot. Now, according to the Chicago Tribune, Camilla tried to use the self-checkout, but it lacked the mechanism for taking coupons, so the store's manager, Coupon Carl, a.k.a. Maury Matson, offered to assist her on a register, but the whole situation went bad when Maury called for another manager. That manager, whose name is not known, told Camilla they couldn't accept the voucher because he'd never seen one like it before and accused her of possibly handwriting it. Now, I'm looking at the exact coupon she was using. Looks like a regular coupon to me. Right. What handwritten part uh, is that? It has a barcode on it. Oh, let me show you. He could have easily scanned the barcode to see if it was real or not. It's simple. See? Look, can you see? Can you see, guys? Can you see? Yeah, we have Revolt yeah, TV. Yeah. Oh, it's on Revolt? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it has a barcode <laughs> on it and everything. And there damn sure isn't anything on this coupon that looks handwritten, okay? Uh, Camilla Hudson was rightfully offended at being called a liar and a thief. And then when she was asked to leave CVS, she didn't go no damn where. And then Maury called the police. Let's hear it. It's a female. She's wearing a green... Uh, tell them I'll be here when she, they arrive, that I will be waiting uh, for them to arrive. A white... You can tell them her name dress. is Camilla Hudson. I have ID and will share Camilla it. Hudson. Maury, M-O-R-R-Y, Matson, M-A-T-S-O-N, African-American. Black. No, I'm not African-American. I'm black. Black isn't a bad word. All right, thank you. If you haven't seen this video, I really hope you're watching this on Revolt TV because I want you to see the look of terror in this white man's eyes. Right, he's shaking. Okay. His arm is shaking while he's holding the phone. Either it's, re- either it's really cold in that store or he has uh, cerebral palsy. Okay, this is the same kind of nervous, scary energy that we don't want police officers to have because when you take that fear, mix it with authority and a gun, then unarmed, innocent black people get killed. And we can't chalk this up to just fear, okay? I know cocaine use when I see it, all right? That's the paranoia that comes with sniffing on that powdered mayonnaise, all right? If Maury Matson was that scared because Camilla was using a coupon, imagine if she would have had an EBT card. My God. Keep in mind, Maury Matson is running for Chicago City Council, as I told y'all earlier. And he was a state delegate for Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. This is one of the people on your city council who looks into the city's goals, uh, major projects, infrastructure improvements, ranging from community growth to land use to finances and strategic planning. Do you think he has any black or brown interests on the table when they are discussing the strategic planning of the city? Huh? Do you? This is why it's important to be involved in your local elections. Know who you're voting for. And this is why it's important to be involved in the politics of your city. Because you yourself could be running for city council if uh, Maury that works at CVS can't. And please remember to not vote for this white-collar criminal on election day, okay? 
Yes, I said white collar criminal. Or did I say collar? I don't know. I meant to say white collar. Either way, don't <laughs> vote for him on election day. Please give Maury Matson, a.k.a. Coupon Call, the biggest hee huh? I mean, Jesus. Was, All right. But Jadika said you're shaking like Ali holding the torch. Yeah, he's so nervous. What is she even? Um, it's a coupon. Just scan it. Now, if he does come out and say he got cerebral palsy, we all going to feel bad, though. Just a little. Well, you said it. Wait, you said it. He comes bad. out and says no it. I know, but I'm saying, says I'm not going to feel bad. I mean, you would, because we saying that he was shaking because he was scared, but he actually could have nervous some type of nerve damage. I doubt it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, today is Get Out of the Dog House Day. National Get Out of the Dog House Day. That's right. So we're going to open up the phone lines, 800-585-1051. Are you in the doghouse and you want to get out? Yes. We're going to open up the phone lines and allow you to get out of the doghouse. You might have to call up and say the person's name and say what you did Today is, and do all that. Today is the day is for mending the strained relationships that have been left in the doghouses. Okay? So some of you guys might be in the doghouse with your ladies. Some of you ladies might be in the doghouse with your guy. You can call up right now and... You know, ask to get up out that doghouse. Me, myself, right. I live life like I'm always in the doghouse. I think that's the safest place for any man. 800-585-1051. You know who's in the doghouse right now? Who? Chick-fil-A. Never. Chick-fil-A is in the... I'm going to tell you, you know, I I don't get Chick-fil-A breakfast often, right? Is so go I got yesterday? it this morning. Oh. No, I got it this morning. They just brought it. And I get simply, it's simply my chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit. That's all I get. That's my cheap breakfast every once in a blue moon. And they messed it up. How can you mess that up? What they all, do how can, that was messed up. Chick-fil-A rarely messes up orders, number one. Number two, I didn't know you had such an intense relationship with Chick-fil-A because National Doghouse Day is for people who are in relationships, sir. Boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives. Okay? Oh, I'm going to care right. about you and your little fast food addiction. Chick-fil-A is not fast food, sir. Don't right. disrespect That's how you know it's an addiction. Well, you took this somewhere else, MB. <laughs> All right, 800-585-1051. The question is, call us up right now. Are you trying to get out of the doghouse? Today is National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Call up and get out the doghouse. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Today is National Get Out of the Doghouse Day, and we're opening up the phone lines. You can get out of the doghouse. Are you having a problem in your relationship and you need to call to get out? Well, call us up right now. How's your relationship? If, if, if you, but listen, if you don't know what getting out of the doghouse is, uh, you know, it's a day for mending the strained relationships that have uh, left you in the doghouse. You might have did something to piss your wife off this weekend or piss your girl off. Girl might have did something to piss her man off. Or piss off, your husband off, yeah. Or her husband, and, you know, now you feel like you're in the doghouse. Well, well, yeah. no. Are you in the doghouse? <laughs> How's your relationship right now? No, I'm never really in the doghouse because anytime you get mad at me, anytime my boyfriend gets mad at me, I just turn it back around on him. That's not right. This is what happens. Okay. What about you, Charlamagne? <laughs> um, I live my life like I'm always in the doghouse. You know what I'm saying? Me and my wife have been together 20 years. We've been married for those 20 years. Uh, I was a dog for most of those 20 years. So being that I was a dog, I was always in the doghouse. So I think that, you know, it's just appropriate that I live my life like I've always done something wrong. You know what I'm saying? I live my life like I'm always trying to trying to make up for something that I did wrong. You know what I'm saying? You know, and the funny thing that you said that I have, I do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I live, y'all, man. like I'm always effed up. Like yeah, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm continually trying to get out the doghouse. Even though I'm out the doghouse. Last night was an amazing night, but I still call this morning, hey babe, how's you doing? And when I, when I go back it. to the hotel, I'm going to get some flowers. I act like I'm 
In the doghouse. I think that's the safest bet for all men. Just always act like you in the doghouse. Always right. act like you've done something wrong and you're trying to make up for that wrong. I think if we live our lives like that, do our relationships like that, our relationships would be great. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello. Who's this? Yeah, Hello. DC. What's up, bro? You trying to get out What's the doghouse, man? I'm trying to get out the doghouse. What you do, bro? Oh, matter of fact, he told me what I did. I was banging three chicks. Oh One my of them gosh. came back, told me she had chlamydia. I oh my God! Wow. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, for real, Dios mio, all that. <laughs> so boom, I get tested. Other two girls get tested. Nobody has it except for the one girl. Okay, so that's where you got it. I never had it. I got tested. It came back that I didn't have it. Bro. So why are you in the doghouse? Because he Cause told on himself. He had to tell. Oh, he lied and said he had committed. He didn't. You could have something else. So I, had to, I, I was in the dog. I had to go tell everybody like, look, you know. That that might you be might Damn. Well, oh. that was very responsible of you to let everybody know. That is responsible. I don't know why that was everybody's business, but I understand. It's just chlamydia. You had to tell him, man. Chlamydia is curable, man. <laughs> he still had to tell him, man. <laughs> you, you, you get rid of it <laughs> and let everybody else deal with it on their own. <laughs> no. Hello, who's this? DJ Envy in Mississippi. What's up, Mississippi? All right, all right, man. So I'm trying to get out of the dog. I need y'all help, man. Okay, what's all the right, matter? All right, what you do? Uh, you know the, you know how Jody was on Baby Boy when she was in the car in the drive-through. My girl found the straps, found the rubbers on me, man. Uh, uh, I ain't doing it. Found a strap. Found the rubbers. I didn't do it. So whose rubbers oh, are they? My homeboy, man. We was at the strip club oh late night. Oh my god, we don't even believe you. It don't sound right, bro. Ah, come on, come on, yee. So you have your friend's condoms in the car. Hey, they was in the car, man. Bro, I'm going to tell you something, man. <laughs> that is one of the oldest, <laughs> lamest excuses for when a man gets <laughs> caught with condoms. They don't mind. They're friends. Knock it off. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Tell I believe her at you, least brother. You, I believe you. I tell believe her at least you, you use condoms when you cheat. Guy code. I believe you, man. I believe you. Please let him out the dog out. 800-585-1051. Today is National Get Out of the Dog House Day. Do you need to get out of the dog house? It's all guys calling. 585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, today is National Get Out of the Dog House Day. Now, what is National Get Out of the Dog House Day, Charlamagne? Uh, National Get Out of the Dog House Day is the day of mending the screen relationships that have left people in dog houses. All right. So we're opening up the phone lines, and we're going to let you get out of the doghouse. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's up, bro? You in the doghouse? Yeah, man, I'm in the doghouse. What you do? I had a real bad argument with my fiance on the weekend about, you know, she was she was making a point about how my daughter should spend more time with, with my son. But I was taking it somewhere else. I was treating her like she was an enemy, and I just went real nasty with it, and I... I ain't feel good about it. Okay. Yeah, well, you need to call up, give us some roses, some yeah. flowers, and Something, apologize, man. bro. You God damn, make it right, bro. Present. All right, hello, who's this? Oh, my name is Lenny. What's up, everybody? Lenny, you in the doghouse? What you do? Oh, man, I'm in the doghouse, bro. I keep, she try to keep accusing her when she's not uh, doing anything. Why you keep doing that? You, know? you feeling guilty yourself? No, no, not really, not really. Uh, uh, if you do this, if you've been with a person like six years, you know, you know, yo, and you kind of know them with unconsciously, and you know them. So when something changed, red flag goes up. You know, like they, they say, uh, even in the absence of all evidence, you always know when your lover takes another. And she's telling me that you know it, it's not going on, and maybe it's not, but I don't. I think it's. I, I beg to differ. You sound like you're insecure. Yeah, you didn't catch her doing sound, anything. You don't even you, have any bugging. evidence or anything. No, no. I believe me. Like I call her, and she's at work, and. She'll, she'll tell me, well, I'm with a client right now, but she's in the field a lot. 
I'm in a client right now. I can't talk. But when she wants me for something, she'll call me, and she, she's with a client. But now if, if I'm calling her, and it's I guess it's a it's, it's an inopportune time, uh, uh, she tells me I'm with a client. I can't talk. What's I think you're going crazy, Are you bro? sure? This oh, are, are you sure you're not cheating and your guilty conscience yeah, is killing you? You sound like you That's feel guilty. That's what it sounds like, bro. Hey, no, you know you, what? You know, they say the person, no, I'm going to tell you, I won't cheat. Because uh-huh. then, if I do it, I say I feel like she's doing it. But well, you feel like she's doing it now. No, I mean, hey, you know, Charlemagne, you know me. I don't know you. How do I know? Why is Charlemagne always in the middle of something? Why do I don't know you? I don't know you, bro. So tell us about him, Charlemagne. I was I was opening up for Mike Epson. You introduced me at Madison Square Garden. Oh, this chicken wing? You know him. This chicken wing? No, I'm not chicken wing. They call me the bulldog. Let me tell you something. Well, you're about to ruin your relationship. I I would like to say this. (laughs) I I would like to say this. I would like to say this, Mr. Bulldog. Just because (laughs) I just because I introduced you at Madison Square Garden does not mean I know you, sir. Y'all friends. No, I mean no, no, you no, you don't know me, know me, but I'm just saying, you know, (laughs) and we uh we 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 established a a rapport. We was talking even before you introduced me. You know, needless to say, I'm not a cheater. I'm a good guy. Oh my god. I was in the military. I I was in the military. The more, the more you talk, the less I believe you. I'm going to be honest right, with well, you. Okay, it's, not, right. it's, not ruin, you it's not how you get out the doghouse, sir. You're going to ruin your relationship. You, the more you talk, the less I believe you, sir. All right. Well, Charlamagne, stop telling stop telling your friends to call the radio station. I'm bro. tired of meeting people one time and they thinking that we best friends. Yeah, you know him. Jesus you Christ. Know you know him. My God. That. That's the story. You don't know him, but you know him. <laughs> What's right. the moral of the story, y'all? The moral of the story is, fellas, just live life like you're in the doghouse. That's the best way to be. If you live life like you're always in the doghouse, you will always be on point. You will always be in doing you'll always be doing nice things for your women. Just woman. Just live life like you're in the doghouse oh, at all times. Oh, you said women. Oh, yeah. whoa, man. Whoa, no, whoa, you didn't. Oh, He's in the doghouse right. now. Wow. Okay. How right. many women you got? Okay. All right. <laughs> Jesus My Christ. Goodness. All right. He got rumors on the way. Yes, for all his women out there, we're going to talk Uh-oh. about Kris Jenner. What does she have to say about Kylie being almost a billionaire and also why she cheated on Rob Kardashian, her ex? All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Shout out to everybody out in Miami. I'm broadcasting from 103.5 The Beat. Shout out to 33 and 3rd. Shout out to Logic. And my partner. Let's get right to the there. rumors. Let's talk Uncle Snoop. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, I saw this story, and I took it with a grain of salt over the weekend originally. A woman is saying that she was having an affair with Snoop Dogg. Selena Powell, who, by the way, is the same woman who lied about being pregnant by Offset and went through all kinds of things to try to make people think that was true. Just another woman mad at the Black Men Don't Cheat movement and trying to derail us, okay? Waka Flocka actually has a restraining order against her as well. See what I'm saying? Yes, and she also had claimed that both Chief Keef and Fetty Wap had gotten her pregnant. We don't have time for people like that that's trying to change the narrative, okay? Black men don't cheat. A lot of us have turned over a whole new leaf. Faithful Black Men Association is at an all-time high. We, members are increasing every day. Well, some people did believe it because she posted some alleged text messages between the two of them as well. Alleged. As- as well as a video of them FaceTiming each other. By the way, it didn't even look like Snoop in the FaceTime video. It wasn't Snoop. But... Here is what Snoop Dogg had to say in response. I want y'all to be on the lookout for my new, new TV show from executive producer Big Snoop Dogg. This is a good one. This one is called Cloud Chasers. Coming soon. First episode next week. 
Just turn smile bitch up, man. Okay, Snoop, you living your best life. You ain't going back and forth with these niggas. So okay? I don't know if it's a real show called Cloud Chasers coming next week, and maybe this was promo for that, or if it was a, a joke. I'm not sure, but yeah. All right, Kylie Jenner, let's discuss what her mom, Kris Jenner, had to say about her being perhaps maybe the first youngest billionaire. She was on the cover of Forbes magazine, and if she's going at the rate that she is, she'll be a billionaire next time Forbes magazine uh, next year talks about uh, this list. And she is going to be on, Kris Jenner will be on Objectified. She sat down for an interview on Objectified, and here's what she had to say about her daughter knowing exactly what she wanted to do. On November 30th, 2015, Kylie launched her first three lip kits, and this started her empire. She had a plan for Kylie Cosmetics when she was 17 and said, okay, I finally figured out what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I'm like, whoa, okay. And she said, it's going to be makeup. She had meetings. She knew exactly who she wanted and what she wanted and executed it. And I think it was, you know, 10 minutes later, her product was sold out. Now, Chris Jenner also talks about cheating on her late ex-husband. Well, her well, late yeah, Before husband. you go that, uh-huh. let me ask you a question, right? This, isn't this bamboozlement? She's selling lip kits to people, but she's using she's using fillers. Well, lip she's not actually is, using it. Well, no, no, she did use it. Lip kits really is just lipstick, so it's a whole kit that you can make if you don't want to get lip fillers. Um, you can like fill it in and make your lips look bigger. So she definitely was using it. It's just lipstick. Mm. Basically, that, that was a level up period of her life too, though, because she turned eighteen, so she became legal. She dumped Tiger, and she never looked back and devised a plan to become a billionaire. Yeah, wow. I mean, the lip kit is really just lipstick. So it's not, you know, it's a whole kit. So it's like a liner, and then you can fill it in. It's not like they're telling you you're going to get bigger lips. But you can give the illusion that you ah. have bigger lips. All right. Now, in addition, Kris Jenner talks about cheating on her late husband, Rob Kardashian. Not her son, Rob Kardashian. Her late husband. One of my biggest regrets in my life is that that marriage fell apart. And you had an affair with a soccer player and... I did, I did, which wasn't nothing I'm proud of. You know, it's something that happened that... I think everything, I have to live my life and feeling really good about some of my choices. Did I love that choice? No, but I feel like it led me to another place where I then had Kendall and Kylie. So I always have to look back and go, that was, I guess, unfortunately, the way it was supposed to go. That's true. You got to look at the bright side. Also, cheating with OJ bought Chloe. So, I mean, you know, you got to <laughs> look at the bright side. Don't put those things out Oh, there. I'm sorry, allegedly. Yeah, you got to look at the bright side of things. All right, Cardi B, everybody wants to get those first baby pictures, and they've been getting offers around $100,000 or higher so that's, far. That's light. That's light. So far, a lot of magazines and photo agencies have been reaching out. Now, according to reports, both Cardi and Offset have no desire to make a deal until their daughter's at least five or six months old. So nothing's happening anytime soon. I'm sure that number's going to go up. Dropping the clues bombs for young culture, damn it. I hope they patented that name, too. I hope they so. trademarked that name. All right, and then let's talk about gifts, gifts, gifts. T.I. has bought Tiny a brand new car full of gifts for her birthday. He shared a video on Instagram of him surprising Tiny with a brand new black convertible, red leather seats. It's a Benz. You have more information about this car, Envy? Yeah, it's the uh, Benz Coupe. It's a Benz 500. It, If you want to know price, it's about $130,000, and it was filled in the back with Christian Louboutin shoes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's his wife. He's, that's what he's supposed back. to do. Well, yeah, you know, I, I always turn to you when it's some type of car situation. Because I know mm-hmm. you know a lot more about cars than I do. Now, she posted, thank you so much, Mr. Harris, for showing up on my actual birthday and showing out. I really, really love this car and all the other nice gifts. And I just wanted to tell you how thankful I am, regardless of whatever. You have done more for me 
Regardless of whatever, you have done more for me and shown me more love than most will ever have a man to do given a lifetime. You know why? And I appreciate you for that. By the way, I'm having an amazing birthday. Thank you to everyone who made this day a special one. It's because T.I. always lives his life like he's in the doghouse, as every man should. Drop on the clues bombs for T.I. Okay, pivoting out of the doghouse the way we all should. Well, happy birthday to Tiny. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Reports. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Revolt will see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. You want to hear something at DJ Envy? Get your request in right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.